And every Sunday we will be learning So we're beginning on the top of page Dalit. You see? We're beginning on top of page Dalit. If you don't see page Dalit, just turn over your page and you'll see page Dalit. The previous Rebbe spoke about the content of Ayyem Yem, I think even before the Rebbe came to New York. The Rebbe said he would like to create a Luach Ezeru al Chasidi Chabad, where each day Yem Yem Yabia Eme Yedet Togzol Zainat Tog, Yedet Togzol Zogenepus. Every day should say something. And when the Rebbe got here, the Fidik commanded him to make the Luach Ayyem Yem. And uh, when the Rebbe made it, the Friedrich Hebbe was very, very excited about it. The Friedrich Hebbe spoke in a Fabrengen, which is printed, that the Eibish that Mazaki gewesen, Chosni Harav. The Eibish was Mazaka, my son-in-law, Chosni, my son-in-law Harav, and he says the Rebbe's name, that he read a real Luach This is the first favorite of the Rebbe's. And there are all kinds of secrets in Ayyem Yem. I also told you the story that when Ayyem Yem came to Eretz Yisrael, the first copy of Ayyem Yem, as all Sifrei Kahas, came to the Rebbe's brother, Label, who was living in Tel Aviv. And the Hasidim always used to come to Label for many reasons, or for several reasons. And one of them was because they wanted to get the newest Hasidis, the newest stuff. And one day he came to Nochem Goldsmith, who was a childhood friend of his, and says, the brother of My brother sent me his first published work. He was very proud of the Rebbe. So he shows him that Yem Yem and says, this is a published work. It's Alikot. <laughs> he just compiled thoughts from the Friedrich Rebbe. See, he put them together. Yippee-doo, big deal. So that label, who was by Teva, not a very emotional man, said, He can't imagine what's in this book. The Rebbe worked three months on the Hayyem Yem. An ordinary person can make a Hayyem Yem in a couple of weeks. If it's just thoughts. There's all kinds of secrets that Michal Zelikson had this chus to put himself into the Hayyem Yem and the Rebbe was reciprocated. He printed three or four different volumes showing that the Hayyem is full of sayyidis, full of, full of secrets. And he once told the Rebbe that he's doing a certain approach to the Hayyem Yem and he's stuck. And the Rebbe told him, Still keep looking, you'll find it. Can you imagine? About the Rebbe's own chibur. The Rebbe tells him, you'll look hard enough, you'll find in Ayyem Yem all the secrets. In Ayyem Yem, there's a lot of this. And Ayyem Yem is, goes, it's, it's, a, it's a calendar for a year, but the Hasidic year. From Yutas Kislev to Yutas Kislev. Just like there's Rosh Hashanah, there's Rosh Hashanah Lachasidis, Yutas Kislev is Rosh Hashanah Lachasidis. The Ayyem Yem goes from Yutas Kislev Tavshin Gimel 1942 to 43 till Yutchas Kislev Tavshin Tadash Tavshin Dalad Tav Dalad Shin 1943 to 44 and the Hayyamim begins with an introduction this introduction is a paraphrase of a letter from the Rebbe Rashab and we begin to read on top of the page Mimichtov Amur. It's a paraphrase from a letter that the Rebbe Rashab wrote, and the Fidik Rebbe is quoting. It's a letter from my father. And I've told you the story of this letter many, many times. Every Yitzchak Kislev we touch on it. That when the Rebbe Rashab was meyaseh teim chetvimim, the Rebbe Rashab found the in Tafresh and Zayin. He had sort of resolved in himself 
to be in Lubavitch with his Kislev every year. He wanted to be with the Bachrim, wanted to be in Temchitmimim, to be with the action, with his Kislev. In Tafresh Samach Beis, in 1901-1902, because of Askonot, because of public service, the Rebbe Rashab could not be in Lubavitch. So he wrote a letter which was dated Tezayin Kislev, the 16th of Kislev, three days before Yedaz Kislev, which happens to be the Yema Bris, the day of the Bris of the middle of who was born Tez Kislev. And he sent it to Lubavitch in a way that it came to Lubavitch on Yedaz Kislev. And the Rebbe said to his son, I really very much wanted to be with the Talmidim and the Mashgichim and the Ramim and the Rashi Yeshiva and the Anhola and the Manau. I'm not being, Debesh is not allowing me to do it. So I'm sending this letter and he asked him, please read this letter by the Fabregen and it should be my participation in the Fabregen. So the letter came to Lubavitch and the Fidikeva stood up and he read the letter that this is the Hishtatvus of his father, the Fabregen. And I believe that whenever the Rebbe Rashab was not in Lubavitch, the Fidikeva would read this letter. I think even after the Fidikeva became the Rebbe the Nasi, on Yitzchizik he would read this letter and he would say, Agris Funtat. Regards from my father. That's my recollection. This is a very famous letter. It's a piece of. It's a. It's a classic letter. It's a very, very famous letter. And in the introduction to the Kuntis Omayan, which for whatever reason is not translated into English, the Fidikeva described how Chassidim wrote letters to Labavitch with terrific complaints. How you talking? How come you're not sending us all this new chassidus? There was a, uh, there was this, this letter, and there was the kudus avoidah, all kinds of things. I'm sorry, the kudus amayan, all kinds of things that were coming out in Lubavitch. And chassidim said, "We want to have the new chassidus too. Why are you keeping it to yourself? Please send it to us, so we can taste the the wonderful light of chassidus And this letter made a huge splash. In this letter, as I mentioned, the Rebbe Rashab refers to chassidus to the so there's a very famous episode. First of all, the Rebbe, the Rebbe who was a contemporary of the Rebbe Rashabs and a good friend and the leader of the Litvish Shekehila, uh, saw the letter and he responded in a favorable way to the letter. Rebbe Chaim was the Rav of Vilna. And the letter came to Vilna, and one of his Talmidim, who was a professional troublemaker, and a cow, Reb Chaim Ezer felt that he was not sufficiently careful about mitzvahs, he was at off, and he passed halachas always lakula, and Reb Chaim Ezer was very disturbed by his tendency to always finding hatayim for things. He was a, he was beyond the measure in Mizrach. So he came into Reb Chaim Ezer laughing and saying, "It says in the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, Arbo Ar Rosh Hashanah Mehemid is four Rosh Hashanah." And here the Rebbe Rashab introduced a fifth Rosh Hashanah. And Abchai Meizer didn't laugh at all. Abchai Meizer said, They're always adding and we're always diminishing. We're always making less. So this was a letter that in its day, it's, it's what, it's over 100 years old, 103, this is Kislev, 103 years old, it made a big shtudim. And let's read the letter. Yutis Kislev is Hachag, it's the holiday. That Hashem redeemed our souls in a peaceful way. Now, the idea of redeeming our souls in a peaceful way is, of course, oxymoronic. It involves a contradiction. Because if it's peaceful, you don't need redemption. If it's redemption, how could it be peaceful? And yet... We always associate Hasidus with the Pasuk, with the idea, with the Nigin of 
I was redeemed in peace. How can you be redeemed in peace? If you're redeemed, you were a captive. And if you're a captive, it's not peaceful. And if it's peaceful, you're not a captive. You need to be redeemed. And of course, the answer is, it's spoken about this a number of times, that when one redeems a captive, it can be done in various ways. One is you come to the enemy, to the capturer, and you fight with the capturer until they're forced to give you up. And another is that you introduce to the, to the theater of battle a weapon which is tr- so powerful, so potent, that the enemy curses the day he ever started up with you. And not only does he def- is he defeated, the Lushan is gam the enemy becomes a friend. And that's what Padre Bashallah means. There is taka captivity, there's taka war, there's taka But the Padilla, the redemption, comes from a place of such force, of such power, that it's called peace. Meaning to say that the enemy is not defeated temporarily or permanently. The enemy is transformed into a friend. And of course, the Pasuk Padre Bashallah was written by David Amalek. And it's not just something that he wrote. It, it actually happened that when he was engaged with a battle of, with his own son, he said, Kapitel Nun Hei of Tilb, chapter Psalm 55, in which it's written, part of Shalom, it's explained in the Hasidus, that Avshalom and David's soldiers were fighting. And David had a secret weapon. What was David's secret weapon? What was David's secret weapon? Huh? He was sitting and saying, Till him. His warriors went to the front. He was 67 years old. He was old and at that point. He sat and said to him, his warriors went to fight. And it says in Chazal that Anche Avsholim is Avsholim's warriors were fighting and killing David's warriors and praying for the safety of David Amal. And they didn't know why. They hated him. Because David got into their head with his capital Tilim. How could you fight with an enemy and worry about the enemy at the same time? Cough, cough, cough. As we explained earlier, you cannot have two emotions at once. And it undermined their singular focus of war. War needs singular commitment. War is about killing. War is the epitome of animalism. You can't experience two emotions at once. Cough, cough, cough. And as a result, it undermined their will to fight and they were defeated. So the Father Bishama, I didn't win on the battlefield. I won with a capital till. And it made it so that my enemy wasn't able to fight. And in Hasidis and Maimorim and in Sikhis and Spash and Rebbe Sikhis, this idea is elaborated upon and elaborated upon and it's explained that there's many, many levels of Shalom. The ultimate level of Shalom, of course, is the Shalom of Mashiach Tzadkainu. There can never be another battle again. Shalom HaMalach was a considerable era of Shalom. David HaMalach achieved Padre B'Shalom at the very end of his life. His whole life was a series of wars. In his 37th year of reign, he was 67 years old. He passed away at 70. David says Padre B'Shalom. Shalom HaMalach inherited David HaMalach's Shalom. But after Shalom HaMalach, there was an union of Muhammad again. Mashiach is called Aliyah Shri, it's the highest level, the seventh ascent, that Einach goes. The peace is so pervading, it's so filling, that there cannot be another um, war. Says the It introduces to Yiddishkeit and the war between Yitzhak and Yitzhak 
between Nefesh Alakis and Nefesh Abahamis, a weapon that makes the defeat of the Nefesh Abahamis with the Nefesh Alakis Shalom. Without Chassidus, there's also a war between Nefesh Alakis and Nefesh Bahamas. And without Chassidus, of course, the Nefesh Alakis wins, the Nefesh Abahamis loses. But Chassidus makes it part of Bishalom. Chassidus makes it that the battle is fought on such a level that the victory is Bederach Sholem. Yeah, there's a fight, but the victory is so decisive that the enemy becomes a friend. That's the idea of Sholem. That's what Chassidus adds to the equation that it's a transcendent weapon, but makes the battle so uneven that the enemy becomes a friend. And that's what Hasidus says, it's the higher tale. Ve'er v'chayis nafsheinu nitamon. That we were given, that first of all, the Altareb was redeemed peacefully. And more importantly, it creates the possibility for every Yid to win as Yetzirah, to defeat Yetzirah in a peaceful way. That's what Hasidus gives us. On that day, in other words, accompanying that wonderful possibility that using Hasidus we can defeat Yetzirah in what's called Shalom, we were given aid and chayas, light and life. The difference between light and life is the difference between Sevev Kalalman and Mamala Kalalman. I'll explain it to you very, very simply. Light shines all over the world, right? It shines in a palace, it shines in a garden, and it shines in a place of smell also. And the light does the same thing. It illuminates and it heats. If it illuminates and it heats something good, it becomes better. If it illuminates and it heats something terrible, it becomes worse. It smells even more. But it's not the light that's changed. The light is the same. There is, a poss- there is an exception. Or maybe more than one exception. And that is when light becomes food. Like for example, when light, sunlight hits the leaves or leaves of a plant. So the leaf literally eats sunlight. It translates sunlight not only into light, but into nourishment. It becomes literally mozzan. It becomes food. And it becomes something which sustains the plant and ultimately sustains those who will eat the plant. It's correct to say when you're eating lettuce, (laughs) you're eating sunlight, eating sunlight and water and carbs that's what it is, it's just mixed together in a pneumatic way, oh, it means light it's the same all over it enlightens and warms but it doesn't change, it is not changed chayis means chayis nourishment, food, and of course we need to have both right, food means things that we internalize, light is something that encompasses us, it lights us and it warms us, one without the other is not enough, if a person is in an environment of goodness, but doesn't eat to goodness, they're going to starve. If a person is in an unhealthy environment, in a suffocating environment, and eats the healthiest foods, it's also unhealthy. You need to have an oyer, an aura, a chuppah, a makif, an environment which is enlightening, which is warming and uplifting, and then you have to eat food. And this is Hasidus, and specifically Hasidus Chabad. You could say that non-Chabad Hasidus is only oyer. It's only a light that warms and encompasses, but you don't eat it because the Hasidic Rebbes, the Hasidic Masters, Besides, for the Al-Tareb, felt on principle that you're not allowed to give Hasidus to Hasidim in terms of Muslim, food, nourishment, Teira, Inyam Pnimi. But the Al-Tareb said, no, you have to give the Hasidim to Hasidus itself. And as a result, we say, Oyer Vachayis. Hasidus is both light 
which warms and encompasses and chayis, which means food, mar, nourishment and, and sustenance that we internalize. And as we've said a hundred times, when a person eats, what happens? They change forever and the food changes forever. They become the food and the food becomes them. That's the idea of Eva chayis, nafshein, and itamon. So Yitzchitzel, we redeemed in peace and we were given a warm and encompassing light and a nourishment for the soul which is Chassidus Chabad. And then the Alter Rebbe says, Today is a Shana for Chassidus. I want you to know that the Rebbe is paraphrasing. In other words, he's skipping words. Right before the word Hayyem the Rebbe Rashab writes, it seems to me, it seems to me denotes, maybe this is true. The Rebbe takes that the it seems to me and says it as a matter of fact, today is In fact, he doesn't even put in the three dots, which would be characteristic of the fact that he's paraphrasing. He creates a new paraphrase without the words Venida Loima or Vahshalaim, I think the cut of Ma'id Loima. That's how the Rebbe does in throughout the Hayyem Yem. Many, many times now yim yim, the Rebbe is paraphrasing but he doesn't put in the dots he just reconstructs the idea as an original thought that's been abbreviated so the Rebbe we so far know that Hasidus is a day of and we also know that it's a day of Eid and Chayas and now comes the third thing today is the head of the year for for Hasidus which was given to us as an inheritance by our holy fathers beginning with the altar and not just part of the Shalom of the Alter Rebbe, part of the Shalom of any Yidus Kekita Hasidus. It is kissed there was a day of Oir and Chayis. We got Oir Makif and Arpimi. We got both Emuna and the ability to learn and understand Hasidus. And it's also Reish Hashanah of Hasidus. Now we all know what Rosh Hashanah is because we've learned Hasidus a little bit. Reish Hashanah is the head of the year. Right? What is the significance of the head of the year? What's the illusion of the head? The head is not the beginning. It's the nerve center. Yeah? A table has a... We, we say the head of the table, but the head of the table is not a head. It's the beginning of the table. You turn your father's seat around, the head becomes the tail, the tail becomes the head. So the head is not the head. It's the beginning of the table, the beginning of the bench. Is not just the first point in the body, it's the source of the body. It's not only the source of the body, it's the, the tool where the whole body is experienced and integrated. That's what the mind is, the Reish is. The Reish encompasses the whole body. The Reish is the source of the whole body. The Reish feels the whole body. The Reish unifies the whole body. The Reish governs the whole body. As the Russian Gemara is, Basar Reisha Gufa Ozil. The body follows the lead of the head. This is a physical, biological truth. It's a commonsensical truth that the whole person goes after the head. Reisha Shana, therefore, it's like only two days, 48 hours. But it's not the first two days of the year. It's the head of the year. In these two days, you have the whole year in a microcosm as the whole body exists and is integrated within the head. The same is true of Hasidus. 
It's the, in other words, the whole year of Hasidus and learning Hasidus and davening according to Hasidus and the Hisaidus, the inspiration of Hasidus, it's all included in Reish Hashanah, in the head of the year, which is on Yitas Kislev. So in other words, the Rebbe said Yitas is not just a day when an event happened. It's the head of the year, the whole year is encompassed in the day of Yitas Kislev. So we have so far three ideas. First of all, Chesidus, Yitas Kislev, is part of Shalom Navshainu. On this day, we're given a tool that allows us to win a Yitzhahara Bishalom peacefully. This is on two levels, oil and chayis. Not just light that encompasses and surrounds, but chayis, we can eat it as nourishment and as food. And it's also Reish Hashanah the head of the year for Chassidus. of different stripes. There were Chabad Hasidim and there were not Chabad Hasidim. Amongst the non-Chabad Hasidim there was Aida Greiser Givir. He was a rich man. And we all know that wealth gives self-importance although it doesn't change who the person is at all. It just makes you more confident, more arrogant. And the Rashbats had a Fabrengen and everybody came and there was a Givir sitting by Tish the Fidikeb says his name and at a certain point this Givir, this Givir, this rich fellow who was not a Chosset Chabad, opens up his mouth and he starts to bother the Rashbats. And he says to him that you have taken all the Torah of Chassidus Chabad and so on and so forth, but you went away from the Derech of the Baal Shem Tev. You went away from the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. And we direct line from the Balshantav and the Magid. Our Hasidus is not only traceable to the Alter Rebbe's contemporaries, it's traceable two generations before. You have a new, a more modern Hasidus, a less traditional, less ancient Hasidus. The Rashbats normally would not have answered him, but because of the circumstance, whatever the case was, Rashbats said to him, tell me, he was a rich man, you're wearing a shirt, yeah? What's your shirt made of? It's made of linen. It's a very expensive shirt. Nobody could afford a shirt of linen except Akavir. Where does the linen grow, Zakterem? So the linen grows in Russia. Where was 
the shirt produced? He says the shirt was produced in Italy. It's exported into Italy and they make the raw linen, in the raw flax into linen and the linen they make into a, into a very expensive a garment fit for a wealthy person. So he says, I understand. You're telling me that it grew up in one place and it was developed and refined and perfected in another place. He says, you're talking right. He says to him, Chassidus grew up in Volin, in Palin, in where the Balshantim and Magid lived, but it was exported to Russia where it was refined and beautified and made perfect. And this is a introduction to the last words of these first 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 paragraph where the Rebbe Rashab adds what is really a fourth point. The he he tetas of Hashem And these three ideas we mentioned a moment before. First of all, that Chassidus is part of Bishalom. Second of all, that it's both Eid as well as Chayis. And finally, that it's Rosh Hashanah Ladach. All of these three points are culminated by this fourth Nekudah. This is teachings of the Baal Shem Tov. Contrary to what some say, the Hasidus Chabad is an invention of the Alter Rebbe's. And other Hasidus is more loyal to the traditions of the Baal Shem Tov. The opposite is true. The other Hasidus is Takafal ways of the Baal Shem Tov, but the links are weak. Hasidus Chabad seems to be very different, but he, he, Tehras of Baal Shem what the Rabbi and the Nasir Chabad gave us, this is the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov. They simply brought it to the next level. They refined it and perfected it. And the Ikidus, they focused it. And the, 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 the background to this is this. Let's start from the technical side. We all know, I mean, the Baal Shem Tov founded Hasidus. This we all know. This no one has to tell us. When the Baal Shem Tov founded Hasidus, he had two followings, two types of followers. And for purposes of labels, that's all it is, is labels, we'll say that the two types of fowls that the Baal Shem Tov will be called Talmidim and Chassidim. Talmidim and Mukhasharim, students and followers. What's the difference between a Talmud and a follower? A Talmud eventually becomes a Rav or a Rebbe. A young chassid becomes an old chassid. A chassid doesn't become a rebbe. A chassid is a chassid. It's two different creations. And by the Baal Shem Tev, there was a clear demarcation between tzaddikim, talmidim hastis, everybody else. And there were many, many ways this expressed itself. But the Baal Shem Tev would meet separately with the talmidim and separately with the chassidim. how two meals of Shabbos were open to the public, everybody who wanted. The third meal of Shabbos was only for the Chavrai, Kadisha, the Holy Society of Individuals at the Baal Shem Tev handpicked to be his Chavrai, Kadisha. You couldn't choose to become a member of the Baal Shem Tev's inner circle. The Baal Shem Tev had to choose you and many great people were not chosen either because they weren't worthy or the Baal Shem Tev sometimes told people, you don't need this. And the Baal Shem Tev told people, you don't need this. And there was a clear split between these two movements, groups. One of the ways this manifested was that the Baal Shem Tev did not say Torah publicly. The Torah of Hasidus, which the Baal Shem Tev is the founder and the father of, and the whole Hasidus belongs to the Baal Shem Tev. And everything that comes after the Baal Shem Tev is simply Pirushahu, it's commentary. The whole 
Hasidus, which belonged to the Baal Shem Tif, he gave only to his Talmudim. When the doors would be closed, and the handful of his righteous and holy disciples were present, and nobody else, this is when he would teach Hasidus. When the masses were present, he didn't teach at all. He would sing songs. He would give cake, he would give wine, he would give kugel, he would give fish, he would give shirayim, he would give brachas. He showed infinite love like only the Baal Shem Tif could. But the teaching of Hasidus were given only to a handful of people. The holy Magid had a different approach. He was involved only with Sadiqim. <laughs> the holy Magid had a Chavraya Kadisha, a holy society. It says in certain Svarah that he had Pishnai and Beruchi, he got twice. The Vashantav had 60, tell me that he had 120. But he didn't, he wasn't involved with Pasha the people. Like the famous story with the dream in the middle of Rebbe, that when the Mizitra Magid walked across the bridge, the bridge was shaking. When the Altrebbe walked across the bridge, the bridge was not shaking. So the middle Rebbe asked his father, how come when you walked across the bridge, it didn't shake? And when your Rebbe walked across the bridge, it did shake. So the Hillel and Altrebbe told his son, was gleich to me to Rebbe. Why are you comparing me to my father? The Rebbe came about the Tshuvah. I have Baal Tshuvah. My Rebbe did not have Baal Tshuvah. So I'm involved with all kinds of Yidin. My Rebbe, the Magid, is not only with Hadikim. A simplification. Because the Magid instructed each of his Talmudin to go home and to open up a, a Hasidic enclave. And during the lifetime of their Rebbe, while the Magid was still the Rebbe, the Nasi Yisrael, they practiced Rebbeship in their local counties, in their local places. And people used to come to them, including Pasha the people. So the Magid set up what we would call today a hierarchy. He was involved with special, with the exclusive, with the Talmudim, with the elite, who were in turn involved with everybody else. They continued this tradition of separateness. If they had Talmudim who were by the Madrege, by the Maila, elevated souls, great people, they would teach them the teachings of Hasidus. Otherwise, or everybody else, they taught only the ways of Hasidus, the culture and lifestyle of Hasidus, not the teaching of Hasidus. In fact, the tradition by Hasidic Poilun, and it still exists today, was that the Rebbe would say Torah publicly, but in such a way that nobody understood what he's talking about, except for the few individuals who were Hechad and Nisham, his holy souls, who understood what he was saying. Every Rebbe had one tzaddik who sat by him and listened to his tailors and wrote them down, and everybody else sat around, they had no idea what he was talking about, and they didn't have to know what he was talking about. Had to get Shirayim. Sing a nigm. Fabreng with Hasidim. Have our Yisrael. But Taylor's are Hasidus, and the deep themes of the Chabad, Hasidus was not for them. When the Alter Rebbe came to the Maggid of Mizrich, to his Rebbe, the Mizrich Maggid told him, I have been waiting for you. And he told him that the Helika Balshantiv once called him in and told him about the Alter Rebbe. And he told him that the Alter Rebbe had a very elevated, a very, very special soul, a very special Neshama. And he also told him what is the mission of the Alter Rebbe's. And it amounts to that the mission of the Alter Rebbe was to take Hasidus and make it pneumistic, make Hasidus food-like as opposed to, as opposed to light-like. Remember we had before Oyed V'chai is light and nourishment. What's the difference? Light encompasses, it surrounds, it enlightens and warms, but it doesn't change you inside. Food changes you inside. The Baal Shem Tev told the Magid, that the Alter Rebbe's job is to make the light into food. To trans- 
translate without compromising the light which is warm of chassidus into chayis, into nourishment. They only taught chassidus on a level of oil, on a level of light. The tzaddikim, the chavrayakadish, the holy tzaddikim who took chassidus level of light, they were so holy, they were able to eat light. <laughs> but it never became mother, it never became food, nourishment, premius. The Al-Tarebbe was given the mandate to take chassidus and make it into a premius dikeinian. And of course, he did this using the vehicle of Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So when Al Rebbe came to the Maggid, the Maggid told him, the Maid Rebbe, the Balshenter, told me that he had Mesiras Nefesh, that he should not, you should not know him. The Balshenter told the Maggid that Al Rebbe was not allowed to know him because it would have interfered with the Hishtashlus, with the correct evolution of Chassidus. And the Maggid, the Balshenter told the Maggid, Ed is dying, he belongs to you. And I had Mesiras Nefesh that he should not meet me. And then he added, Aber du vizdarfen varfen vizelvet kumen. So dear, for the Negin Emrat, now I'll go look for him. You have to wait for him that he should come to you. So the Maggid waited. After five years, the Alter Rebbe came. And in fact, as the story goes, Alter Rebbe left. Because he decided that he's not staying because he didn't see any greatness in Nigla. Although he saw greatness in Avedis Atfilah. And he came back to get a kerchief which he had left behind. And then he heard Nigla and he stayed. He revealed a new Chela container which is Bimamshech Hasidic light. They should become Hasidic food, nourishment, Arab In other words, the voice. Before the Alter Rebbe, to understand Hasidis was not enough to have a mind, you had to have a special soul. Because it wasn't intellectual. An ordinary person would learn Hasidis, he didn't understand. Not because he wasn't smart enough, but because it didn't make sense. It was higher than Seyyid. The Alter Rebbe took Hasidis, brought it down to a level of Chachma Bina Vadas, that the common human's mind, if he tries hard enough, even Mahavla Goy could understand the deep secrets of Tehidas, Chassidus, Chabad. That's what it's about. And this is what the Alter Rebbe did. He made the light into nourishment. He didn't take away the light. But he added that in addition to the Amun of Shutu, which comes from the Er Makif, the light of Chassidus, Chassidus can be Muslim, Er Pnimi, that you can eat and it changes you and you change it permanently, forever. This was the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe. So the Rebbe Rashab says, He, he, Tehidus of Hashem Tevzal. When the Bashantav revealed Hasidus, the ultimate purpose of revealing Hasidus was the Hasidus of Hasidus should be internalized. Although the Bashantav and the Maggid did not internalize it, it was destined to be internalized. The purpose of Hasidus should be brought down to a level where it can be eaten and become Tehidus. I'm going to tell you a story. I've told you the story, uh, I don't know, 20 times. It's Mr. Manela Guzman. But I'll tell it for the 21st, or 21st time. Before I tell you the mice, I'm going to tell you a word. Which is printed in the Shema Eisen, from the Zalman Duchman, Rav Hashem. Rav Isaac Homler, was a great chaser of the Alta Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, and the Tzemach Tzedek. He said once... Always had Ruach HaKedish. The middle Rebbe had Ruach HaKedish whenever he wanted. So Machtarek had Ruach HaKedish from time to time. And he added, Amal is better not to have Ruach HaKedish. Sometimes it's better not to have Ruach HaKedish. 
So somebody asked Rabbi Eisel, you're, 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 you're throwing your weight around in the arena of Ruach HaKedish. Do you have Ruach HaKedish? So Rabbi Eisel said, no, Ruach HaKedish have not. Oh, but I'm maven binach. I don't have Ruach HaKedish, but I'm a maven. I'm an expert. And he indicated sometimes it's better not to have Ruach HaKedish. Now goes the story. And again, you've heard these stories from me before. When the Rebbe Rashad became a Rebbe, he was almost 22, not yet 22 years old. Many of his Hasidim were much, much older than him. A generation, some of them were older than his father even. Some of them were written even by the middle Rebbe. The Rebbe Rashad worked very, very hard to understand Hasidim. It was his whole life, as he writes in the Sikhs. And he worked especially hard to understand the Imre Bina, the Hasidim from the middle Rebbe, which is the deepest Hasidim that exists. The very famous chassid from the middle of Rebbe, whose name was Chaim Ben, Chaim Ben The Rebbe Rashab was about 25. Chaim Ben was about 75. He was much, much older. Rebbe Marash passed away at 47. You understand? He could have been the Rebbe Marash's father. Alter chassid. The middle of Rebbe The Rebbe Rashab said that he lost his hair. Sleep Zach and his marriage found the heart from cup. Sleep the Vistalkas from Daten. When the Yegiyan Imre Bina, the Rebbe Rashab said two things contributed to him losing his hair. The Vistalkas of his father, the passing of his father, the untimely passing of his father, and his hard work in understanding this, this value of Chassidus, the middle of Rebbe, Chassidus Imre Bina. Anyway, the Rebbe Rashab was learning Imre Bina, he was trying to understand it. And he wrote a letter to the Chaim Bed. Chaim Ber Vilinsky, alta alta Chassid, lived in Kerem and Chugh, a famous Chassidic Chabad Chassidic town, known for its experts of philosophy of Chassidus. And he asked them some questions. What does an old Chassid do when he gets a letter from a young Rebbe asking help in a Maimish? What does he do? He didn't answer him. The Rebbe doesn't need my help. A while after, the Kerem and wrote, the rabbi of Kremenchuk, whose name was Lazarov, it says his first name, I Nalzarov the case, came to Lubavitch. This Lazarov, this Alzarov, was a man who was by His, he, was a, he wasn't one of those meek chassidim. He was a lion, you know. When he spoke, it was a roar. When there's something to say, the whole neighborhood knew it. And he came to Lubavitch, and he went into Yechidis. And the Rebbe Rashab tells him, it's a funny thing, he says, I wrote a letter to Rabbi Chaim Ben, he didn't answer. I wrote a letter to this, this Chassid, didn't answer. And this Al-Zarab was furious. The Rebbe writes a letter and answer. So when he came home to Kremen he didn't even go home to his wife. He went straight to Rabbi Chaim Ben's house. He storms into his house and he starts to scream at him like only he knew how. He never writes you a letter, you don't answer. And he lets him finish. And when he finishes, he says, Tell me. He says, The Rebbe told me your. Ch-. He says, Tell me. Did the Rebbe perhaps tell you what was written in the letter? He says, No, the Rebbe asked him what was written in the letter? You and the Rebbe? He says, The Rebbe asked me, Pshat, in Imre Bina. He'll manage without my help. So this Alzarov was silenced. Once you hear what the letter was about, no chassid is going to answer his Rebbe. Old chassid, young chassid. The Rebbe asks, he doesn't need our help. This comment from Chaim Ber somehow got 
got back to the Rebbe Rashab. The Rebbe Rashab heard that the Rebbe Ber said that the reason he didn't answer him is because the Rebbe doesn't need my help. If it's a Chaim Keren on me, he'll manage it That year, Shavuos, the Rebbe Ber himself came to Lubavitch. But six months later, he came to Lubavitch, he was meat. He was a Tzir. You know, in an earlier generation, he was a Tzir. And now he was certainly one of, you know, one of the G'deli Achabura, one of the greatest Hasidim. Of course, it was a Chabad Chosid, a deep, deep, deep Chabad Chosid. See, Davin Barich, Davin Long. And as was the tradition in, this, in the Besmedet, there was a Chabad, and it's a second little room, which was destined for the Marich and Betzil to go in and Davin quietly and undisturbed and so on and so forth. And Abchaim Ber was in the Chabad, he was in the Chay Desheni by, by himself with one other person. He was Davining the whole day. He the Rebbe Rashab was going home from Shul, and on the way home, he veered into the Chabad, so he stepped into the second room, and he stood and watched the Chaim Ber Dav. He watched this old senior Chassid Dav, and he stood for a very long time, maybe half an hour, and he watched, 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 and, he watched. and then he walked away. And when he walked away, he said, Eres gerecht. He's right. Ich ken zechayin keren onen. I don't need his help. I can manage with him Rebina without his help. Ich habe gewollt wissen. He says, I wanted to know. See da, whether in this place, in the Imrebina, is it possible for somebody to navigate through this difficult passage in Rebina with his mind alone, without an elevated soul? And he says, and I see from watching him, Davin, here also, using your mind alone, you can navigate through. What's the Pshat and the Maisev? The Pshat and the Maisev, when the Rebbe speaks, Chsidus Etruch HaKadosh. Which is wonderful, right? Do you imagine being able to see that would be a pretty cool thing? The problem is the Ruach HaKadosh is not Tata. Prophecy is not Tata. Tata is Avon of Asaga. Tata has to be understood. If you have Ruach HaKadosh, you have Ruach HaKadosh, and you see, and you learn Tata, and you see how these Psukim are speaking about these in Yonim. How do you know? Whether what you're understanding is seichel, is taira, is human intellect, or it's pashat vision, ruach kedush, and it's not taira at all. How do you know? You cannot know. You're restricted by your ruach kedush. Your ruach kedush makes it impossible for you to be sure: Am I understanding this, or am I seeing this? So what do you do? You go to somebody who doesn't have ruach kedush and repeat it to them. And you ask them, you understood? You really understand? If that person understands and you know you understood it too. But if that person doesn't understand, you're never sure whether you're understanding it or you're seeing it. So the Rebbe Rashabud learning in Rebina. The Rebbe, Mittler Rebbe wrote it, wrote what he saw. When the Rebbe Rashab learned it, he understood what he was seeing. But he wanted to know, am I understanding it also? Is it Torah? Has it been brought down from heaven to earth? Or is it vision? So we asked a chassid, a big chassid, a very big chassid, but who didn't have Rav If 
of Chaim Ben understands, then it's Teichel Anushi. It's human intellect. If he doesn't understand, then it's it's still Nevoah. It's still prophecy. It's here. It's not here. It's not Teda yet. So the Rebbe Rashab stood and watched the concentration and the depth of Chaim Ben's davening. He said, yeah, this is Seich. A human being with a human mind can understand this as well. The Tzadikim, the Chavraya Kadisha, the Midian Magid, and the Tamidia of Al-Shemtiv, the holy disciples of Al-Shemtiv and Magid, they had Ruch HaKadish. The Al-Shemtiv taught them Chassidus. But they didn't have to understand, they could see. When they taught Chassidus to their disciples, they chose to show it to their disciples and not teach it to their disciples. If they have a disciple who could see himself, he can also see what we're seeing. Those people who don't have special souls that could see, those people who can only, as they say it in Chassidus, hear and understand, they don't have to have anything to do with Chassidus. They have to be Chassidim. They come to the Rebbe, to the Tzaddik, and get Shirayim, and get Brachis, and Fabreng. But the Tadus of Chassidus, the other Hasidic masters believe should not be intellectualized. It shouldn't be brought down to a level where every human being should be able to understand it. Now that ever was given a mandate, it's his job to translate Chassidus from the level which is higher than understanding to the level of understanding. To take something which is higher than human intellect and bring it down into human intellect. But that's not the end of the story. What happens when you take something which is higher than intellect and bring it down into intellect? You have to dilute it. You have to chop it up. You have to take away all the higher than reason, all the faith, and just left all what can be comprehended. The Altarebbe was expected, as they say in English, to put a round peg into a square hole, to combine two opposites, to go to a source in Hasidus, which is so deep, that allows you to bring down the light of Hasidus and make it into food. To allow you to bring down the Hasidus, which is on a level of vision higher than say of a level, to a level that can be understood, and it should be the same essence, not diluted, not compromised, not diminished. This is what the Rebbe's mission was. The Halik of Hashemtiv celebrated the birth of the Altarev, and he told the Magid, "Ed is dying. He belongs to you. Wait for him to come." When he comes, tell him what I'm telling you about the shavish of his neshama, the root of his soul, and why his neshama came into this world. And tell him that he has a lot of very difficult, very hard work in order to bring Hasidis down. As a it should be able to be internalized. And this is why the Alter Rebbe spent 40 years being Mesa Nefesh. To slowly and patiently and deliberately but surely intellectualize Hasidis in such a way that you don't have to be a tzaddik or through a Kedish in order to be able to understand any of a mind you can understand Hasidis. This is what the Alter Rebbe's mission was. Till then Hasidis was Oyer Makif. It was, it was light. You either saw the light or you didn't see the light. And those people who saw the light would share the light with those who could not see the light. How do you share it? They would embrace them. They showed them a lot of love. They did miracles for them. They brought them close. They created communities. But the light itself remained only by those who could see. If you couldn't see, you couldn't have the light. The Alter Rebbe made the light into food. Mazoin. Chai 
Chassidus Nimi, any person can learn and understand Chassidus, internal light, the light of Chassidus should become food, nourishment. And that's the translation of the first words of this paragraph. You will go back to the beginning. The, the holiday when Hashem redeemed our souls. Before the Alter Rebbe, before Yitzchak, there was Chasidis, but Chasidis was light. You either saw it or you didn't. You can't eat light. The Alter Rebbe made light into food. This you can chew on. Chasidis Chabad doesn't compromise Chasidis, but it avails it. It brings it down to a level that any human being have a brain, you can have a connection to Hasidus. It's the head of the year for Hasidus. Don't think for a moment that what the Alter Rebbe did was a modification and a change in Hasidus HaKolos. Nothing of the sort. What the Alter Rebbe did was he took the same teachings of the Baal Shem Tiv and he sustained them as such. They remained the essence, the Oyer Atzmi, the, the Neshama power, the Pintel Yid Koyach, Yechidosh Abenefesh Koyach, which is the trademark of Hasidus, and he said it's available through Epnimi in study. Like I've told you so many times, the famous story, I've told you again and again and again, that the Alter Rebbe had a contemporary and a strong critic, the great Rabbi Shleimah Karlina, Rabbi Shleimah of Karlin, and he was a Chagas Rebbe who strongly opposed the Chabad Hasidic attitudes of the Alter Rebbe. So he once brought one of his Hasidim to Mount Rebbe. And he met Alter Rebbe in the hallway outside Alter Rebbe's Chedim, which was called the Ganeidin Atach, the lower Ganeidin. That room was a Bismedrish. And Hasidim used to sit in Daven and learn there. And Abishlai Merkalin introduces this Hasid to the Mount Rebbe. And he says to the Alter Rebbe, This is a Hasid of mine. He's not a Chabad Chassid. In other words, he doesn't know the secrets of Chassidus. They didn't teach it to him. And Elio Hanavi visits him. He has Gili Elio. You could have Gili Elio without learning Chabad Chassidus. Al Rebbe turns around and he points at Rabbi Yom and Kletzky. Rabbi Yom and Kletzky was davening. And I suspect that as the name Kletzky suggests, he was standing stiff as a, be- a board, didn't budge. And the Alter Rebbe says to his fellow and the Kalina, Una der younger man, steht istisch benesse, und er halts im Scholen, und bei ihm ist mehr jechidischer benefisch, und er lacht von sein Gilelio. When this young man is standing shmenesse, and he's holding sim Sholem, and his jechide is shining, when does jechide come out? Mesiris nefesh. In chesidus chabad, jechide come out in a poshet and davenen. And he's laughing, he says, that your chassid's gil elio. According to Kabbalah, elio was the madrega of ruach. Nefesh, ruach, nashom, b'chai yechid, elio is ruach. He held me yechidish of nefesh. This was the magic, the chidish, the altar ebbe, that you can have yechid, the pintal yid, but not just as an air makif, as an encompassing light, but as food, as a pneumious dick light. This is why the Rebbe says, this is the Baal Shem teaching, and in fact, this is the Baal Shem intention. The Baal Shem intention was to internalize Hasidus. The Sikhs from the Rebbe, where the Rebbe says that the others were higher than Taylor. They didn't need Taylor. We need Taylor. They didn't need Taylor. But the purpose was not others. The 
purpose was Teda. To take the potent energy that the others experienced higher than Teda as light and make it into food, into mother, into nourishment. This is what Teda is. In a similar vein, this is what Hasidus Chabad is and was. That until the Alter Rebbe, until Kislev, there was the light of Hasidus in the world. The Alter Rebbe made the light into food and it remained the same light. But you could chew on it and you can eat it and you can learn it and you can understand it. And the Chiddush of Hasidus Chabad is that the relationship between the Chassid and the Rebbe is not to go to the Rebbe that the Rebbe should do the work for you. You go to the Rebbe, the Rebbe should teach you how to do the work by yourself. And this is only in Chassidus Chabad. Okay, we will continue Mitzvah Hashem next Sunday. Thank you.